What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's bonus episode. And our message today, my hope and desire, is to take our Sunday's teaching and go just a little bit deeper. We hope that it blesses you. And as always, feel free to share this with someone. This past Sunday, we kicked off a brand new teaching series that we have called The Blessed Life. And the title of our message was God First. You know, as I shared with the church at the outset of the message, this was an extremely difficult message to prepare for. Now, I didn't think it'd be difficult when I had envisioned this series, but as I began to prepare for this message, I realized that we could go into a default when we talk about seeking first the kingdom of heaven. You see, our key key verse was in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Where Jesus is talking, he says, but seek first the kingdom of heaven and all its righteousness and all these things will be given to you. I think so often when we think about the kingdom of heaven, we default to disciplines. What I mean by that is we think seeking first the kingdom of heaven is that the first thing we do in the morning is pray and read our Bible. That's a great thing. I think oftentimes when we think about seeking first the kingdom of heaven, we prioritize our finances. And so we began tithing to the church because we are giving God our first. You know, just the other day, somebody gave me some fruit from the trees in their backyard as their first fruit. Maybe that's what it looks like to seek first the kingdom of heaven. And there's nothing wrong with those disciplines. I advocate that um, everybody ought to start their day having a conversation first and foremost with Jesus before you open up social media, before you open up the news, you should be opening up your Bible. You should be consuming your daily bread first and foremost. So this is not in any way to clap on disciplines. I'm a big believer in those disciplines. But what I think the danger is, is that when we turn to those disciplines and we believe that the disciplines, apart from the understanding of why we do those disciplines, those things could become legalism. I know that's 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 hard to uh, process. Maybe we've never thought of it like that, but uh, it could be very easy to be so concerned with fulfilling our disciplines that they become just another box that we check in our relationship with Christ. And so it was important to me to really start to inform and to explain that to seek first the kingdom of heaven really is to be mindful of the the kingdom of heaven. Are we aware that there is a spiritual unseen, unseen world that we are citizens of this kingdom of heaven and that we are not talking about this place called heaven and, and, and ritually that's a conversation for a, an entirely different episode, but Are we aware of the fact that we are citizens of the kingdom of heaven and that our king is King Jesus? And um, so it was important for me to just slow it down at the outset of this message and to start there. Let's have a conversation about the kingdom of heaven. Now, now truly, we could spend weeks upon weeks talking about the kingdom of heaven. And I think even with weeks of diving into it, we'd, we'd have still room for so much more study. But it was important to set a tone. And, and, and I feel like we did that through our Sunday's message where Jesus talked about um, 
repeatedly that he was not from this world, that this world was not his home, and that he would subsequently say that all of his followers, they too were not of this world. And, and, and what is he talking about? Well, we know that he's talking about the kingdom of heaven, that uh, there is a, a an invisible but supernatural thing that happens when someone gives their life to Christ, when somebody receives Jesus as Lord and Savior. Um, he begins to be our king, and um, we cease to be citizens just of the United States or whatever country you are from. We are now citizens of heaven. This world is not our home. Um, this world is temporary. This world will pass away. A new heaven and a new earth is coming, and that will be our eternal residence. And so when I think about God first, I think that we needed to remind ourselves of just how temporary this world that we live in is. That's hard to process. I get that. Um, it, it, it's hard to process that um, everything that we see will one day be gone. Um, I think many of us can get past the material. And then when you start talking about the relational, we start talking about our, our, our spouses and our children, that that's when this conversation you know, will probably lead us to ask some questions as to well, what about my family? What about my children? And and if I am living for the kingdom of God first, does that mean my family never goes on vacation? We just invest all of our money back into the kingdom. Well, obviously, um, th th those types of conversations are, are so much more nuanced. Um, but there are principles about how we are to seek first the kingdom of heaven and that all these things and its righteousness and then all these things are going to be added to us or given to us. And that's really where I think we need to remind ourselves that that we have got to live with the mindset that this earth is going to pass away and that there is a new earth coming. And that if we don't have a kingdom first mindset, if we don't have a kingdom of heaven first mindset, we will allow ourselves to become distracted. Now, one of the, one of the sticky statements in my message on Sunday was a distracted church is an ineffective church. A distracted church is an ineffective church. And I said that that's also true of the Christian. I think that the enemy, um, will work really hard to distract followers of Jesus. When we become distracted, we are off mission. And when we are off mission, um, we are not active in our part of really enlarging the kingdom of heaven, making, uh, making Jesus known, preaching the gospel, making disciples. I mean, that, that's the stuff that um, we, we hold as core tenets of our faith, Matthew 19, 28, Mark 16, 15. The, these are... These are the non-negotiables. This is the great commission. The great commission was not a great option. We've been commissioned to go and to do these things. Um, and so and, and so saying all of that, um, I believe that distractions, the, the cares of this world, Jesus would use that language. They, they often can move us away from our kingdom assignments, the things that God would have us to do. What, what we should be doing as now citizens of this heaven, what we should be doing as we make God first, as we prioritize God. And so, the, you know, this message, as we kicked it off, I was really hoping to to really get people recentered on the fact that um, we are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. And there are seeds that we sow in the natural where we reap fruit in the supernatural. There are seeds that we sow in the natural where we reap fruit in the supernatural. And so I hope that um, after our message on Sunday, we would uh, have been reminded of this, that we would have been once again, um, you know, 
challenge to recenter our lives on the kingdom of heaven, to recenter our lives on King Jesus, his plans and purposes for our lives, and what um, he wants for us to do. First, what we know of is through his word, the non-negotiables in the, in, in, in the scriptures that we read. And then beyond that, what is our unique assignment that we believe the Holy Spirit has led us to do? What is God's will for our life? What is God's purpose for our life? What, what are we to do um, with God's gifting and talents, um, his word now resting on us? What are we to do with all of that? And so I, uh, I got some good feedback. I, I, I think that things went well with the sermon. Certainly, you should not be listening to this podcast without having first listened to the sermon. I think that's the context. That's the foundation. But I hope that this conversation kind of uh, takes us a little deeper and beyond just the Sunday message. And again, my, my process was to present this teaching on God being first in a way that maybe some people don't haven't either heard it taught before or... Uh, we, we, we have not connected the kingdom of heaven with what it means to prioritize God in our lives. And so that was my approach. That was my creative approach. You know, every preacher is going to take a creative approach, um, fully using the scriptures to, to present his thesis, to present, uh, you know, his argument in, in the sermon. And so, so that's what I did. That was my approach. That is what um, I hope to have accomplished with the sermon. Now with that, I did ask some of our college students to shoot me over some questions, um, got some good feedback from them. And, and um, there's just a couple that I want to um, pull on. So the first one is, how do we identify distractions? And, and how do we know that they are pulling us away from our kingdom assignments? And again, I think this goes back to some of the things I said earlier, our families. Well, I don't believe our families are a distraction. I believe that they are first and foremost place of ministry. We should never sacrifice our family on the altar of ministry. That is not commensurate with the teachings of the scripture. Now, I know that there are places in the Bible where um, Jesus spoke and he said, I've come to set brother against brother. But um, the, the entirety of the scripture, Paul's writings later about providing for your family, do not mean that, that, that we are to forsake our families um, in pursuit of the ministry. Uh, now, now I would say if, if there are family that are actively opposing, um, that are an, uh, they're in active opposition to your kingdom assignment here on earth, well, that, then that's something that you are going to have to use wisdom to approach. I, I think about this as a woman who, or a man who has an unbelieving spouse. I said woman first. I shouldn't have said that. It can go another direction. Although, we do see a lot more of women with unbelieving husbands. Um, so that that's just, just a note. I'm not going to dive into that. But, um, you know, the Bible teaches that a woman with an unbelieving spouse, um, you know, the application that uh, the man with an unbelieving wife, that they are to um, serve their spouse. And they are to, uh, by serving them, win them um, to Christ. And and I think that um, there's a lot of wisdom there that that it's you can you can see that what the writer is talking about is that that we live a life that uh, that that makes Jesus Christ attractive to our spouse and and there are so many times in counseling where we're, you know if they're in opposition we have to take each case case by case we don't we don't paint with a broad brush on a situation like that and so I think when it comes to distractions and kingdom assignments I just say. You know, we have to really identify what is truly a distraction. There, there are things that we have got to do in this life to provide for our families, love our spouse, uh, love our children, 
love our extended families beyond that, that those don't qualify as distractions. Um, you know, we start talking about careers. Uh, well, again, that's a little nuanced. Um, you know, you, you, you have to work to provide. Um, and, and if a person cannot provide for his family or work to provide for his family, well, the Bible uses some strong language for a person like that. So I think when we talk about distractions, I'm probably talking more about the cares of this world. You can be completely distracted by watching too much Netflix, binging on shows that you're distracted. You can be distracted because, I mean, you're, you've got your son or daughter so wrapped up in, in things outside of the church that um, you, you're kind of setting an example that that church and coming together with your local body is not a priority that can become a distraction. And so, um, you know, you have to ask yourself, are these things pulling me away from my relationship with Christ? These are things that are distractions. And so I would say that, how do I identify distractions? You have to ask yourself, is this something that is really pulling me away from Jesus? Um, this may be a distraction. And if I'm not sure, have a conversation with your pastor, have a conversation with your small group leader, go to someone that is a, a, a leader in your life and have a conversation. Let's identify those distractions. And then what can we do to overcome those distractions? And how can we make sense of those distractions while continuing to live, um, live out our kingdom assignment here on this earth? I hope that helps. Let me jump on to the next question. The next question is, why don't we get more teaching about the kingdom in churches? That's a great question. And, and I, I can only speak for our church and I can only speak for my context. And my context is pastoring a church in Southern California. I would say that every context, every geographical location is going to be faced with their own challenges. I think that if you're in the Bible Belt and you're in the South, um, you have a band of teaching where I think the Bible is just more known than people that may be on the West Coast that are either in California, go up to the Pacific Northwest. I just think that um, the, the the culture in our context here is far more secular. And because it is far more secular, I think that there is less knowledge of the Bible. You, 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 I can ask people, how many of you have saying Father Abraham and, and throw your hands up in a room? And I think the amount of hands that go up in a room in the South versus a room in the West Coast, I'm just going to be completely different. So I, I would just say that Everybody's context is different. I would also say that uh, there's just a lot of ignorance when it comes to the teaching of the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. I think there's just a lot of ignorance when it comes to teaching on the kingdom. Um, I think that there are so many people just living to be good people um, and, and, and to uh, fulfill the commands of Christ with the hope that uh, we will die and go to heaven. And, and, and that is it. Um, there's a lot of people that don't even know, understand the teaching of the new heaven and the new earth that is to come. That's a separate conversation for another day. But but my point being is, I just think that it's a conversation where the church in general, um, I think we lack, we, we lack solid teaching there. I, I, think we, I think we need to do a better job of teaching on the kingdom of heaven. I think we need to do a better job of teaching on the new covenant. I think we need to do a better job of really understanding and pulling back the layers to what Jesus was talking about. Because the Sermon on the Mount, um, as I read through a commentary uh, Holman's commentary in the New Testament, he said that the Sermon on the Mount is the king giving his message. King Jesus is giving his message to his followers, his people. Some would dilute the Sermon on the Mount to just being a, a message of good things you should do, how to be a good person uh, living in this world. And 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 again, relegating it to a list of do's and don'ts. And, and I don't believe that to be the crux of Jesus's message as he taught the Sermon on the Mount. So that's a great question. Why don't more churches teach on it? And, and, and all I could say is that we, 
there are different there are different contexts that people are teaching and speaking into, and and with those contexts that preachers teachers are going to use an angle that they think is best going to meet the needs of their area. You know, I, I definitely don't like to clap on other churches and what they are doing. That's not my heart. Um, but I I would just say as a general statement that I think we can do better. I think we can do a, a better job of preaching on the kingdom. And um, I'm excited to actually talk about it all throughout this series, teaching on the kingdom of God, because I think that when we get that, we will truly understand what it means to put God first. Well, hey, listen, I hope this has been helpful. I hope that uh, our few minutes together has given you more insight on the sermon. Um, As always, uh, you know, leave us a comment. Talk back to us. Let us know. Um, if there's things that you would like to for us to unpack, you can do that by shooting us an email at info at lighthousechurchnc.org. So thanks again for your time. And uh, family, we love you. We hope that you are blessed wherever you are listening from. Take care.